AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey everyone, I'm Devin Simone. And I'm Tori Deal, and this is MTV's official challenge podcast. Tori, was this like the spiciest and also most emotional episode of the season so far? I mean, it. listen, it was up there, but knowing where it goes, I cannot Ooh. give it, you know, but it was Ooh. a lot. I love this season. It just keeps getting spicier and spicier. I love it so much. Now, something that hasn't gotten as spicy TJ's wardrobe. I just have to shout out, though, I really did like the gray jacket he wore and the hat combo in this mm. week's elimination. It really made his eyes pop. Looked beautiful, TJ. Well done. Now, usually we do a breakdown, but this is a really juicy interview. We got a lot of stuff, covered a lot of topics. So I think we're going to just jump into the gold star and the timeout so that you yeah. guys can hear from our guests. Sound good, Tori? Absolutely. Let's do it. Who's your gold star? My gold star is Fessy, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, please! He do. kept me out. He kept me out of that elimination. Okay, I think that if he hadn't approached the conversation with Michaela, my ass was mm-hmm. going in. So I yeah. got to give it to him. Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Uh, who's your timeout of the week? Oh God, I don't know. Can you go first? Um, I'll go with my gold star. So it is a tie for me in gold star Mm. Michaela for conquering her fear like that just a beautiful moving story like I love to see that so much and I love the way everybody kind of rallied around her just amazing and also Tyler because Tyler is still holding it down with his protecting of Alyssa even him being like do you need space in this time do you want me to ask people to stay out of the room while you take space like that's just like a good person a good friend a good romantic partner Mm -hmm. those are the qualities you guys should be looking for i'm not saying date a tyler you guys i don't know enough about him i'm just saying that when you are evaluating tori your showmances i'm kidding um (laughs) anybody when you're evaluating your partner that is an amazing quality uh to have so gold star goes to tyler and michaela for time out somebody did make me mad and then you know what i forgot who (laughs) Was it Josh for voting in West? Yes, it was Josh and his dramatics. You were right. Josh, you get the time out. Man, what on earth? Talk like if he doesn't sit down somewhere. I mean, that it really did make it. It felt very emotional for me. I understand like how hard it is to have to go in there and say somebody's name. And, you know, it's, we're getting closer to the end. But like, have you ever cried over saying somebody's name? 
No. That's what I thought. But I think Thank my you. antidepressants stopped me from doing that. <laughs> like I think Shout if out I was to the antidepressants. I think if I wasn't on them, I think I'd be crying more. I mean, I don't like stand and it also when he like patted uh Wes on the back literally right after he voted yeah. him. If that is not a Bible story, I don't know what is. Like, seriously, Josh, just you voted the man in. We get it, it feels bad yada but get over it but i mean but he wouldn't be josh if he weren't crying so like on one hand you love it because that's josh it's but on josh. the other hand it's like come on now yeah on. i mean yeah it was you know it's it's a shitty situation to be put in ultimately i feel bad for wes like it yeah. sucks like it, yeah. it really does suck to see him go i would have loved to see him in the final i yeah. really would have like yeah i, I really i hope he doesn't retire I think he'll be back. Weston, we need you. I think I give him some time, I think, and hope that Wes will be back. But for the people that are still here, Mm -hmm. we have some dynamic personalities, and one of them is a guest on today's episode. And let me tell (laughs) y'all, I mean, she has thoughts, she has opinions, but she does not have a notebook this time. (laughs) We are talking about Michaela. You guys are not, I mean, this is probably the spiciest episode of this podcast that we have done, certainly this season and in a while. She she is the epitome of the motto, don't overthink, just overshare. She's going to give you exactly what she's feeling and thinking. And we have a visit from a surprise special guest Mm. as well that you won't want to miss. So grab your snacks, do your things, get your popcorn get cozy put on those little house socks that make you feel good and stay tuned because we're coming up with an interview with miss michaela from survivor right after this at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This person was on two seasons of Survivor. She was originally on the challenge Spies, Eyes, and Allies, and we didn't get to see enough of her there, but this season we are surely seeing a lot of her in terms of competition, gameplay, in 
incredible confessionals. Welcome, Michaela Bradshaw. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, girl. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good so far. I, I tend to do better the second time. And all I had to do was not be out first. So I'm a winner in my book. <laughs> all you had to do was not bring a notebook, Michaela. Oh, you know, at least not bring, bring one a, and not let. <laughs> I didn't bring a pen. I didn't bring paper. I said, y'all not going to catch me with nothing. Right, right. <laughs> Right. I'm illiterate as far as y'all are concerned <laughs> this season. I'm so glad that you left the school supplies at home because it's been so good watching you navigate through this game, making money moves, being sort of this powerhouse, which I think even when, and to be fair, by the way, I, if I didn't say it on Aftermath when you came on from your first season of Challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies, the more guests I had on afterwards, because obviously you were on the first episode that we did, because, I mean, you were basically out during opening credits. Um, you did get played, Michaela, in Spies, Lies, and Allies. You 100% got played, and I'm mad for you, but I'm so glad to see you here showing us what you can really do. Thank you. You know, we all have learning lessons in life, but mm -hmm. uh, we don't get fooled twice. Dude, listen, there you go. And, and you didn't. I really think that like there's not many people who go out first and make an impact that lasts the way that you have. And then also everybody <laughs> already knew what they were dealing with when you came on the show. Like your yeah. first your first challenge daily on Spies Eyes Allies, you came in second place. You were this close to winning. So like you being the competitive force that you are and us even seeing glimpses of you this season with you running with that box on your back when we were still in teams and being in front of literally all the guys. And then obviously not, we're not going to get into this daily challenge yet, but absolutely murdering it. Like your athletic abilities speak for themselves. And now we finally get to see them because you're here. Well, yes. thank you. I appreciate it. Means a lot coming from you, champ. Oh, thanks, girl. I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> I couldn't tell if there was sarcasm there. We'll find out later in this episode. Um, so, Michaela, before we get into the breakdown of what happened this episode, because there was a lot, I feel like there was a lot of emotions, a lot of feels, a lot of, a lot of things. But uh, multiple challengers who we've had on the podcast have said, and it's sort of apparent in watching you, is that you very much read people and I don't mean just read people with like shade you do that too which is funny but you read you assess people you analyze people and so I'm curious I'd love to play just a little game where we get a sense of what does Michaela think right and so I'm gonna just throw out a name and I just want to know without any spoilers because we don't know obviously you guys know what happened season I have made Tori swear <laughs> to not tell me things because I want to watch it as a viewer and not know what happens. Um, so without giving spoilers, we're going to play a little game. I'm just going to throw out a couple names at you, and I want you to, to give me one adjective that in Michaela's challenge assessment that you have about that player. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's start with um, bananas. Bananas. <laughs> Two words. A champ came to mind and then special. And special Ooh. was a euphemism. <laughs> okay, okay. He's a uh, special one. He's a special one. What about John A? John A's actually really nice. She's mm -hmm. a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry, I don't have one word. Oh, that's, yeah, I've noticed. It's all right, we'll allow oh. for two. Uh, what about Chris? Liar. Ooh. Ooh. 
you got one word right there. Yeah, that one was easy. Did you feel that way always or was it not yes, until this point? Yes, from day one. Interesting. From moment one. Why? Because I can smell foolishness. Mm. It's, my nostrils are very attuned to it because I work in corporate America. Mm. And um, Chris, some, some people just look sketchy in how they move. <laughs> Okay. They're just, they're just, their, their movements, their body language just exudes lack of trustworthiness. And that was him. And then I just noticed little, little things like, you know, I'll tell one person a piece of information mm -hmm. and then you see how it travels and how it changes. And I noticed people had negative perceptions whenever Chris was a part of their chain of communication. And it's okay. like, but you're not saying anything to me, though. Right. Noted. So, yeah, okay. he just, Do you he, think pro he proves how he is. When you, uh, like, just want to go back a challenge, when we were swinging from the top of those trucks against each other, did you know, <laughs> did you know that Chris was the root of that plan while we were there? I did not know that, but I figured that it wasn't. I wasn't surprised when I found out it was him. I found out it was him in the house, mm -hmm. um, but it, it wasn't surprising at all. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And was that yeah. like a part of just adding to this? Because obviously this episode, we really see it kind of blow up. It's, yeah. you know, we, we get this yeah. introduction of you saying you don't trust him. And then all of a sudden now, you know, you know, you guys, we have this montage. It's obvious. Chris, yeah. Just spiraling. Yeah. It, 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 it's an obvious thing. And, and then for me, I think they, they showed this like, we had a little come to Jesus meeting after Chris uh, won. And it's mm -hmm. like, look, you throw people under the bus. Like now, now I can pull out all my receipts because I know this. Now everybody has seen it. But if we're going to move forward, then you need to acknowledge what you did. Right. And then move forward. He used so many words to skirt around it. But, but in the confessional, it was like, I just, I acknowledge what I did. It's like, no, you weren't. I was, I was in conversation. You didn't actually. Um, so it's, it's interesting. It's like, I would say liar and I would say fake. Okay. Yeah. Those are his what, adjectives. What words would you use to describe Fessy? I like Fessy. <laughs> uh, let me see. Fessy, what word would I describe? Athletic. Mm -hmm. He's very athletic. Okay. At the end, you know what? I would also say, I don't know, some word that means nice on the inside, but doesn't know how to articulate it. If that was the word. <laughs> I kind of agree with that about Fess. Like he yeah. can come across teddy bear a certain way, but he's actually like a low key teddy he's bear. He's a good person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you on that. What about Dr. Desi? Desi? My first thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to, <laughs> and I'm gonna spin it this way. I think there's a lot to Desi that people don't look into because how she presents. I think mm -hmm. she presents in such a palatable way that it's easy for people to be like, oh, but I think there's a lot of depth to, I don't know, to her, her story and her personal experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah. That's what I think. I think she's interesting. I think I think uh, it was interesting to me to know that I was in the secret garden this whole time. I'd never heard that term while I was on the show. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think with me, Desi and Chanel, honestly, um, we are so different, mm -hmm. and it's 
I think it's difficult unless you get to know each of us individually. I think it's difficult to know how different we really actually are. Mm. Um, and so that's why I say Desi's interesting. Okay. Because there's, okay. yeah. When you that's start digging deep, response. it's like there's a lot of differences. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I look forward to finding out more about those differences. Um, I definitely want to circle back on that. Uh, two more <laughs> names for you, uh, particularly relating to this episode. First mm-hmm. one is Josh. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we need video. Yes. This is why we need video. Making a face. She is making a face. Josh, extra. Mm. He can be extra sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. like I love me some. Like extra, like a side of guac, like extra, like a side in a movie, like extra, like over the top, like good extra or bad extra. I like over the, I think, I think he can be a little over the top, but still lovable. Like, yeah, I like me some Josh. I love me some Josh. But some of the stuff I watched, I was like, now why are you fine if you put the ball on? Thank you. <laughs> He'd be good on Real Housewives, I feel like. <laughs> I, like, extra. but like. Right, but like lovable. <laughs> I agree. I adore Josh. Yeah. And like, yes, but I everything you just said, right? Like, you threw this man in. Why are you over here crying, talking, giving him a kiss? Judas Iscariot. Like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> like, yeah. if you don't take your and Peter and Paul day. behind and sit down. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you did this. But to be fair, Wes was talking a whole lot of smack. Oh, but I wonder that. if that confessional was done after prior to him knowing or after. after. Come on. Oh, right. really? Because... Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. Because you see Josh telling Wes in the sand. Wes had no idea, obviously. And then after we have to go do our interviews and we have to catch up an episode or two. For sure. Yeah. He was talking shit after the fact. Like, yeah. so you do you think that he was really because that's a good point, Tori, because when we see um, Wes on the treadmill. Right. And then we see Josh like talking to Wes and sort of being like this bro thing happening. And it looks very much like like Josh is more into it than Wes. Right. So it Josh does is kind of. And then we cut to the confessional where Wes is like, I'll never like I'll never see Josh as a rival. I'll never see. Are you saying that the energy in the house was very much that Wes was equally as supportive of or friendly with Josh? And it wasn't until after he found out about being voted in by Josh that his energy shifted. I think that at least from my perspective, I think that was evident Mm -hmm. just by how Wes reacted. It wasn't anger. It was sheer disappointment. It was sad. It it was like, why? It was like, why? It wasn't like, fuck you. Like, you're never going to. So I think when he took it true, but I feel like, but is that because Wes thinks everyone believes everything he says? Yeah. Cause I also get that vibe from Wes a little. Yeah. One thing I can say, and Wes was putting on some form of a front in the game, right? To the whole Greens team, he tried to make it appear like he was on the outs with all the vets. Nobody had his back, you know, <laughs> X, Y, Z, element of P. And if you didn't believe that, then he was uncomfortable with you and me. So <laughs> maybe, you know, if somebody else was in earshot of the conversation with Josh, that could have impacted how he was interacting in that one moment. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't. I, I can't remember ever seeing, besides them running on a treadmill together, which they did sometimes, mm-hmm. beyond that, I never actually saw with my own two eyes them hanging out together. So I didn't okay. realize that they had a close mm-hmm. relationship at all. Um, so I don't know. I just, 
Well, I also think that, like, you know, it was a long time coming for them. They were rivals for a while back there. You know, they were gunning for each other mm-hmm. a lot in War of the Worlds, too. So I think there's a long mm-hmm. history of trying to climb back up. And I think right. the way Wes looked at this game, obviously, like, everybody's in their own groups with Big Brother and then Survivor and then the Vets. And then I think Wes did kind of latch on to himself and look at Josh as this person who was out of everybody there, somebody that would have his back. So I think, Oh, interesting. I think that's kind of the okay. way Wes played it. And, and I definitely think Wes popped over into the dungeon more often than people maybe recognize, which was that like bottom yeah. bedroom where bananas stayed and Josh yeah. stayed, you know, Michelle would be down there. I'd be down there. Like, you know, why was he so mad when I asked him if he's going to move to the dungeon then? I don't know. Because I think that was a fair question. <laughs> I think that was a fair <laughs> Me question. Too. I do. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a lot for him, I think. But let's yeah. get into this daily challenge. Or do you have another name? Before Devin? we do, one more, I had one more okay. name. Cassidy. Delusional. I was waiting for that one. Ooh. Okay. Please do explain. I think she just is one of those people that is out of touch with reality. Like her observation and her awareness of her own self does not match uh, what everybody else experiences. And then she just makes up stories in her head and just runs with them. And it's unfortunate because she's so beautiful. Or like, what do you, yeah, what do you mean? Give us an example. Um, So Michelle, Cassidy, Chris, and Sebastian had a four people survivor alliance coming into Mm -hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Right, they were the one talking about survivor strong, survivor strong, and I was like, I don't know y'all, and the people who stabbed me in the back the most is survivors. I don't know none of y'all. I know I know Michelle a little bit, and mm-hmm. all you do is stab people in the back. So, um, you know that's cute, but that and that's why you don't see me talking the first three episodes. I'm eating and looking, uh, not just observing people. Right? I don't trust them. <laughs> Like, that's what that was. I didn't know any of them. So, but as 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 numbers start whittling down, even though all the survivors are there, all of a sudden Cassie's on the bottom and there's a strong people alliance, but Michelle is here and, and this, that, and the third, and y'all have your four and y'all left me, Desi, and Chanel out. Hmm. And now all of a sudden, because we didn't sit here on the bottom waiting to get chopped mm-hmm. off and we mm-hmm. started uh, mixing and mingling and doing what we need to do to get what we need to get, now all of a sudden you're at the bottom of the survivor alliance and everybody else is strong women. Oh my girl, no, you you played yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have all these episodes to figure it out and to readjust. And we'll see if you choose to do it or not. Mm-hmm. I think I she was that. Yeah. I haven't seen and and I think yeah. I think ultimately, like I had conversations with Cassidy in our room. You know, obviously I throw her in the second week, and she was like really upset about that. And I think that she was assuming that when she when the game shifted and went individual, this was pivotal because she was assuming she had already gotten close with me. She had already gotten close with Michelle. And obviously Alyssa was there as well. I think she kind of assumed girl-wise that like the power was gonna shift. Like the, the, the opportunity I had was going to be directed shots at you guys. And it was the complete opposite. So when she realized that the game was shifting around her, even though she was trying to build relationships, I think she was just kind of bitter about that. And, you know, maybe it comes off as, cause I'm not defending her. I think I'm more just trying to understand where she could have come from, you know? Yeah. I didn't think of, I didn't think of it that way, but even thinking of it that way, how long does it take to recognize, oh, wait, 
that's not what's happening. You know, yeah, it's right. like we we all had to pivot when the game went individual. <laughs> like y'all had just thrown me in, and then there's a conversation like, "Let's work together." Yeah. It's like, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to the idea, but I'm like, I look, I need some evidence before I uh, jump in this thing thing. Yeah. So you know, it's just every, I think everybody has to adjust in these games and figure different things out and realize, you know, every day something can shift. And I just feel like instead of being adaptable and shifting, she chose to play the victim and woe is me and, you know, go into elimination against tiny people and then come out and then talk for three days about, oh, my arms and I did so much. And it's just like, girl, it'll probably be better for you to act like it's not, it doesn't bother you at all. And, and then change your social game a little bit instead of drawing more attention to yourself every time you come back and annoying everyone. But that's just my perspective. I, I thoroughly but enjoy I hearing. It's not the Lord. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoy hearing the way you go about, because you look at it very much like a game. Like you really, yeah. really do. It's like straight analytical over there. Yeah. You're very, yeah. I love it. And it's not it's not personal, but it's like, but I think of it as work. And you know where I got this from is Casey. So coming into my little first season of the of the uh, twenty four hours of the challenge, um, even though it was only one episode, it was a lot of days because it was in the heat of COVID, yeah. and it was driving me crazy to be in that house because I was going in there like, like I am in real life. Like these are humans, and I want to get to know people, and and I was just picked feeding on everybody's energy and uh, uh, seeing things happening and feeling these walls. And it was because I was approaching people, I was approaching things like an interpersonal relationship, um, like how I deal with people at home. If I meet you on the street and I like you and we want to connect, that's how I was approaching it. And that, that posture is what allowed me to get taken advantage of, thrown into the elimination. And my feelings were so hurt about it that I couldn't get my mind together to perform well. Um, an elimination. So it's like, all right, well, I'm going to operate as though this is work. I'm here for a check. I'm clocking in. All I need to do is see what's happening, navigate around it, stay out the way. And when I have to play, play. Mm -hmm. And so they hardened that, you is what you're saying. Spies, lies, and allies hardened you to the game. You, yeah. you can, yeah, you can, you can say harden or you can just say, look, I know what it is. And there's a difference. Like there's a difference between how people are or how I am with people in real life and then what I expect of them when I meet them in that environment. Like my mm -hmm. expectation going into this season is anybody I meet in this environment, they want to get themselves to a final. They want to win. Right. And if it ever looks like I'm in the way of that, they will turn against me mm -hmm. um, right. and, and just leave it there instead of coming in like, oh, I like this person. We can be friends. No. So it don't matter. People be like, who, who do you think put your ball in? I don't care. I don't care if you put the ball in. I care that a ball was in. I'm going to do something different today. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. what do you think happened in the nomination? Why do you think they nominated you? I don't care. I care that they nominated me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go in. And if I do, I go in, I come back out. If I don't go in, great. I, that means I have to do something different. And I just didn't, I didn't take anything personally this time. And I didn't try to make things about me. It's just like, okay, just be here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Things will be working. It's is that the same thought process you had when you were having deliberations with Fessy about voting in Tory? Because we saw just not even 24 hours before you guys sort of made an alliance where Tory saying, hey, I'm not going to um, 
vote for you yeah. guys, you know, da da da. And you're like, cool. And then it shows like, you know, in the SpongeBob character voice, not even 24 hours later, <laughs> uh, yeah. you see you talking yeah. to Bessie being like, you want to throw in Tori? So is that, was that yeah. your mentality or your approach there? It's my thing is you have to consider all the options at all times, right? Words are cheap until there's action to back it up. And somebody not like, for me, if there's a thousand options of people to throw in and 999 of them don't have connections, well, it didn't cost anything for that person to to make that decision, right? Mm -hmm. Loyalty for me comes in when there's a cost and then you still choose to do something that is in alignment mm -hmm. with what we said or is in my favor, then it's like, bet. So for me, it's like, I, I didn't, I, I took words at, at face value with a grain of salt. A lot of people, when the game switched and it said no more teams, uh, there was a lot of conversations that happened. So if I would have been like, oh, everybody who said they want to work with me wants to work with me, the math don't math like that. You got to right. throw a ball and you have to nominate someone. Yeah. So that's really what it was. And I considered options all the time. And that's going to be evident uh, anytime I have to make a decision. Uh, they haven't shown all my secret hopper vote selections, but it was Game of Thrones in that hopper room. Everybody got it. But uh, <laughs> my, my, my question is like, and you know, I, listening to the way you're describing it, it makes sense. You know, of course, there's a bunch of people who's willing to work with all of us when we're in there. Words only give so much. Actions speak louder. So knowing that, like, I had power those first two weeks, was that, because obviously you're going to sit at that table, you're going to contemplate, you're going to think, was that the original reason why you eventually switched your vote to go another way? Was it because I looked out for you or was there another factor that made you kind of no, pull yourself off from throwing it, me in? It was, it was Fessy's explanation because when I sat down at the deliberation, it was like, I've never made it this far in this game before. This is a difference that I'm not used to. Fessy has gone far in games several times, right? So I know when I'm out of my depth and I appreciated that he was just honest and transparent. He wasn't playing games. And the way he broke it down, because I was like, okay, tell me how people play it at this juncture. And he broke it down real simple. It's like, here's the two options you can do. You can you can make waves and you can throw people in or that type of thing, or you can use this as an opportunity to build trust with certain people. And if you build trust with people that are likely to win, it protects you further than saving people that are likely to lose. Totally. Um, and I was like, that math makes sense. Yeah. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, even, even after that, it was a day by day thing for me because again, my experience in these games is I trust people faster than I should because I do that in real life. Mm. And then people stab me in the back. And so mm -hmm. my thing was, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be slow on extending trust and I'm going to just mm -hmm. watch out and see how people move. And then we'll just see how that goes. So, yeah, but really yeah. it's, it was Fessy's explanation of things. But yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that makes sense. I also want to go back to the reason why you had power in the first place, which was this incredible challenge that literally yes. nobody wanted to do. And I mean, Michaela, you and I were up there the first two times alone, or maybe just the first time alone. And we were like, dude, it was, it was brutal. I was almost up there crying with you just because it was cold, but talk, talk us through like what it was like to be scared and, and go through with that. Yeah, that was, so I didn't realize that I was afraid of heights i know that i don't like doing things that don't make sense so like going sitting waiting in a line getting on a roller coaster 
letting it take me up in the air and then drop me down. That doesn't make sense. That's why I don't do it. Um, <laughs> like getting, paying money, getting in an airplane to go up and then jump out. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. But really, I don't like heights. And I didn't know um, until I got up there. And I was like, oh, this is not comfortable. But in my mind, I'm like, all right. You do it once, you're just going to do the same thing over and over. Just get it over it once and it'll be fine. And uh, that second time, it was not fine. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do because it's just, it's like your mind is telling you like, hey, this is, there's a purpose behind doing it. You know what you need to do, move forward. And it's physically possible. You're not going to die. But your emotions are like, I don't feel good about this. I don't like this. And you're gut is gonna not like you know it's just it's a lot of it was a lot of dissonance for me and I'm not used to having that because I just normally move in a way that's in alignment um with myself but did you have that same feeling though or trepidation around because I see you doing that on this platform and to me now I don't want to say it looked fun (laughs) but it looked like (laughs) better than it did it looked better than some it, it looked more enjoyable perhaps than some of the other challenges certainly that have been done in the past and even some of the other dailies that have been done this season. So we see you freak out there. Did you freak out when you were strapped to the side of a semi pulling Tori's hair? I was a little nervous about that one, but with that one, we were only about 10 feet off the ground, maybe. And I mean, we were strapped into something so I could trust in the cloth, right? Three, what, three strands of time I together. guess, but you're on the side of a semi-truck, ma'am. Like, you that know, wasn't scared. Over cement, yeah. like, versus... Heights over cement. And you know what? It was, a, it was a, it was, there was a competitive nature to that one also. Like, going against somebody else, having a very clear, like, okay, I have a, a mission that I can focus on. I'm going from here to here. I'm trying to slap these things, like, all the little technical parts of what you needed to do and the fact that you had opposition, it gave me something else to focus on. And once I got comfortable in the harness, you know, the second time for me was actually fun. The first time was a little scary until I got used to it. The second time was fun. Um, But this is like, it's you and you. You're choosing Mm -hmm. to run and jump off of a platform into the Mm -hmm. Croatian ocean, which is cold. And it's already Mm -hmm. cold and raining. So it's like, there's nothing about that that makes sense. Yeah. Do you think the coldness elevated people's fear sure. of it, Tori? Like, yeah, 100%. okay. hundred percent. Like it was actually freezing. They had production running over to us, putting towels on putting us. Putting jackets and in towels. Between. Yeah. I mean, we saw those jackets. Y'all look like Hogwarts. Yeah. It looked like the additional school of Hogwarts. <laughs> you all Hogwarts. with those long, like, capes on basically <laughs> over your uniform go back with listeners go back and check go plus oh plus i'm telling God. you it looked like they were in hogwarts yeah. but um, I, I okay so say, that makes sense i have to say one thing because tori did help me out on that challenge with her counting strategy <laughs> because that first that first jump it was a little hard and i was like i don't know what i said to you but i was like i'm scared and you're like you want me to count? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, that wasn't the solution I was th- thinking for, but you know what? And that got me off the first time. I appreciate So time. were you guys counting and then just running? Yeah. What were you doing? Were just like three, five, four, two, three, one, two, one, go. go. And you can literally hear me saying go at the very first round that we do together. But ultimately, listen, like, and I'm, th- I'm grateful you brought that up because I wasn't going to bring it up. Like, not going to steal shine on your win. And you did all the work with that. But what I will say yes. is like, you know, 
you don't, Michaela, you are truly, and I have said this throughout the this season of this podcast, you were truly one of the best female competitors, if not the best on this season. You have an unbelievable athletic ability. Why would I not want to try to beat you at your best? And you know, like, there's no way I'm beating you in a long <laughs> jump. Weren't you like a, didn't you do track? Like, yeah, high you're jump. a beast at a high know. jump. Like, oh, well, no wonder <laughs> She's why. A, oh, okay. it, like you, you know, no, like what? you don't want to see somebody who's, who's, who this is her time to show you don't want to see him go out like that i'm a competitor like if it's my yeah. thing i want to shine on my thing like this is- <laughs> oh we saw that a couple episodes tori when you snuck off and didn't give sebastian the answers we definitely saw oh that. you didn't tell him cat <laughs> oh my god no michaela it's so bad not only did she not give the answers when she figured out one of them she slowly steps back into the water and tells the group nothing mind you they had all agreed beforehand <laughs> that they would tell each other she slowly Listen. backs up and then just disappears into the water I get it. Everyone was mad at me, but I needed to win that in order to get leverage to not be thrown in this week. So it was literally, it all happened the way it had to happen. It was a mess. I will say something I noticed is, Michaela, when you did, uh, it wasn't when you, it was when Tori lost the round against you. So it was before you like won one. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was when you were crying, the round where you were just really like, I don't want to run. And then you finally did. And you got the thing. You see Tori in the water cheering with such excitement when you grab the baton. Yeah. Which is really cool. Those moments of of just people supporting people, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I, I felt that way the whole time. Like, you know, when, when I hesitated to jump that one time, Desi and Tori in the water were cheering. And then the guys on the other side were cheering. Mm-hmm. When I was hesitating, people were yelling, you can do it, go, Michaela. And yeah. TJ trying to tell me I'm out of time. I was like, no, I'm not. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, wondering, I was waiting for TJ to say that time yeah. thing. I Apparently, was like, I was right up on it. <laughs> when you won, I actually cried, damn you. Like, because... There was just a moment of you pushing through that fear that was so beautiful and I know will resonate with so many people because everyone gets scared of something. And so you pushing through it multiple times and then just seeing how like if, if they had cut out the part of you crying, we would have never known the struggle because you made it look easy. For sure. When you grabbed the baton, you made it look easy. And I feel like that is such a story for kind of life, social media, things like that. You see people achieving these great things and you kind of go, oh, well, damn, they're doing that. And they make it look easy. Yeah. But you don't know the internal struggle that happened on yeah. the inside. Not that we're going to church today, nah. but Amen. just really, it was... <laughs> it, It was a really special moment and a well-deserved win. And I also have to say, of all the people we've had on the podcast this season, so many have come on and said, Michaela is a threat. Michaela is a force. Like, your name has come. We haven't, like, delved into it because so far in the season, we haven't gotten to see that much. But so many challengers who were there put so much respect on your name. They totally made up for what Kells and everybody else did to you <laughs> in Spies, Lies, and Allies. Oh, damn. Because you were a force oh, to be damn. reckoned uh, Is, that, is that why Kells didn't answer my uh, message when I said I'm in London? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I can't. Oh, Ooh, man. Got you. <laughs> but anywho, all things happen because we haven't seen Kayla's back since. But anywho, Ooh. next question. Ooh. Oh, next. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I just took my breath away uh, for a moment. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but don't worry. We'll be right back after this. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. So everybody coming into this episode is kind of disliking Chris, right? Because we see Chris doing some craziness in the past episode where he's clearly, again, like, and this episode, throwing his Survivor teammates under the bus. He kind of looks a little weak. It's a whole mess. But then this week, we get to see a bit of a softer side, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we get to see his his feelings of insecurity, his feelings of inadequacy from just other things in his life. How did watching that make you feel? I felt like Chris... Maybe I've taken some acting classes um, and it just doesn't, it doesn't strike me as, as genuine. Like when I look, when I listen, I take away how hard he had to squeeze his eyes for the tears to come out. And I just listen to the words he was saying. It's like, you know, this reminds me of when I walked on to a sports team in college and I practiced hard and didn't get to play. That's because you weren't at the level of a collegiate athlete. That, that's not a life challenge. That's not a hardship. That means that the bar is here and you are not there. Like nothing happened to you in that moment. So um, I do believe that at this point in the game, he likely felt very alone and stuff, but that was based mm-hmm. on his own doing. And I think it was all mm-hmm. his little scheming and whatever he was doing in the background, I think that was catching up to him. But um, I, it, I saw so much the, in the first part of the game that it is difficult for me to trust the, that he is the victim of something. But I can believe mm-hmm. that, you know, it's lonely when you isolate yourself. When you stab so right. many people in the back and nobody wants to be around you like that, yeah, that feels lonely. Mm -hmm. And you're missing your wife and your kids or whatever. Yeah, that feels lonely, but that's called consequences of your actions. I would feel very lonely if I did those same things too. So if those were Chris's real feelings, great. But there were genuinely times like, I'm like, you must be a paid actor. Because this is very bold and beautiful. 
bold and beautiful. <laughs> Do you think that, um, like, you know, obviously, Chris, we your feelings on him are pretty clear, but... What do you think about Michelle throwing Cassidy's ball into the hopper during this time? That makes me wonder why Cassidy is so focused on the Strong Girl Alliance because her bestie buddy, her bestie buddy. And Michelle played that so well in her commentary, by the way. Michelle was cracking me up, not going to lie, because she was like, Cassidy is focused on that Strong Girl Alliance. I'm pretty sure I'm not in that view, so good. Like, vote. And yeah. it's, like, it's those moments that flying under the radar is great. Uh, yeah. That was always my strategy. Like, you're like, good. Yeah, don't look at me. Don't look over vibe. here. Like, great. No, m- m- I, first of all, I love Michelle's confessionals. They are funny. Yeah, I, have to give her, I, I have to give her credit. One thing I'm not is a hater. Uh, I'll tell you about yourself all day, but when you do something good, I'm gonna <laughs> brag on you. And you know, I don't, I don't resonate with the way that she plays a lot of times. I think sometimes she does unnecessary stuff. And again, there mm-hmm. are times where if you're working with, well, this is how I work. If if I'm working with people and the situation gets a little hairy, I want to find a way to protect my group. My first thought is not let me throw darts and cut the legs out of my own people and I'll just figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. That's, yeah, Yeah. that's a different style of moving. And that's where me and Michelle don't. Although, but I think it's, go ahead. Well, so I hear your point on that about like, you feel like Michelle, when things get a little rickety, she kind of goes into how do I protect self-preservation mode very Mm -hmm. quickly. Right. And like, how do I throw the alliance of the team? But Desi kind of made a statement where she felt like you were considering the same thing in this episode when you were considering voting in Tori, because it seemed that Tori kind of grouped you all together, despite Mm -hmm. your differences, um, as you know, the strong girl Alliance, if you want to call it that, I'm going to tell my kids it was destiny's child because by the way, the ghost photos up there when you were running to do that, limit that, uh, daily, like the pose, I was like, this is destiny's child. Um, but anyway, um, so, but Desi felt like you were potentially doing the same thing by breaking the, the truce or whatever that you guys had all kind of agreed to with Tori the day before. How do you differentiate between that move and what Michelle tends to do? Great question. Very easy. Michelle's alliance with Cassidy mm-hmm. started before the game started. Okay. This let's work together thing, that was less mm-hmm. than 24 hours. That was words only, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the difference. And for me, again, I'm going to evaluate all options. I will talk through things. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm sold on something just because I bring it up. Like I'm bringing it up to get your thoughts and opinions, but right. it's not selfish for me to think through the options um it's it, it may be a reflection of like her fear right when she goes into when she gets nominated let me take the smallest person even though it's cutting on my team and amanda mm. my ball didn't go on amanda even though amanda's ball went on me right because i saw right. value in amanda staying in the game i don't care if she was a vet or not right so you know that was a at the end of the day, there's a, there's everybody's going to look out for their own interests to some degree. My consideration right. of Tori wasn't about like who she going to go against. It was, hey, mm-hmm. this is how the math works on the girl side of this game. Right. Somebody going to have to go. Somebody's going right. to go in. One of us going to end up in. Whoever of us is not winning is going to end up in. Might as well bite the bullet early 
or find a way to push it so the numbers are in our favor early, then wait till the end and potentially we go against each other. That that right. was the mindset. So, you know, that's not selfish. Just if you scared, say you scared. <laughs> that's not selfishness. You scared that you might end up against Tori. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, and I don't should blame be. Her. Have you seen Tori's hair and in that elimination? Um, Have you seen Tori's hair in <laughs> elimination? Man, I was yes. trying to give John A so many tips. <laughs> Wait, you were giving John A tips? Girl, yeah. Tori Kick her. Push her. Tori was whooping up on John A. I said, now we can't let the John A go out like this. Now you got the donkey kick or something, girl. You got the <laughs> grab it by the neck. Thump <laughs> in the neck. Hold the nose. If she can't breathe, she can't fight. Like, I was <laughs> And now we understand why Michaela went to hair pulling in that. Michaela is man, she's different, man. She is, she is true. She's, she's just, she's built for it. You, you're either built for it, and you, or you're not. And she's just one of those players that just is. Like no matter who goes up against Michaela in anything, it's gonna be a dog fight. Throw strategy is good. It will get. It will hopefully keep you out of elimination. Yeah. But when, when it when it turns into a dog fight with Michaela, it's a straight up dog fight. Like basically, if you're gonna be on a challenge and you're listening to this podcast, as you should be, start building an alliance with Michaela now. Yeah. I don't know what season y'all are gonna be on together, but just it's good in your best interest. Build it now, so then you can call back on that time you brought her a Starbucks or whatever. Be like, remember, girl, yeah. in 2023, I did that. So please don't vote me in. Yeah. Just telling you now. This don't um, my Michaela, face. That's it. why do you think Cassidy had so many balls in the hopper? Because she's annoying. <laughs> Very simple. You know, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, like 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 Josh putting the ball on West, it hurt his feelings so much he really had to think about it, contemplate. People were going in there like Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> You guys didn't see it, but, she, but Michaela literally just like threw her phone like it was just a quick vote. And okay, off. you know what we're doing? Who nominated? Like, and that's that's what it is. And it's like, that's who did I nominate Cassie? No, I nominated Lisa. That's why I didn't want to nominate Cassie now that we're being honest, because Cassie the easiest person to get the balls. So right. you, if you I think you said that. We think you said that in the episode. That, so, so that's yeah. the, that was my thought process. Like, if you you wanna, if you're really trying to think a step or two ahead and protect people that maybe are going to protect you. You, you just got to think about, okay, who can my people beat? And then mm-hmm. also like, what is the house most likely to do? Cassidy. Yeah. What's the house most likely to do? Tyler. So why Wait, why do everybody hate Tyler now at this point, by the way? What was, and Tyler. by the way, his curls were also beautiful in this episode. Just have to shout out Tyler's hair. But why, why did everybody vote for Tyler? Tyler is so nice and so sweet. And he is just the most chill presence. Him and Sebastian, I don't think anybody disliked Tyler, Sebastian, those type of people. He just got votes because he didn't really have any Allies. strategy, no connection. He was just yeah. there, yeah. you know, for Cupcake a long in. period of time. And then next thing you know, all yeah. the big brother girls were gone because for whatever reason, they thought it was smart to go against the survivor girls in the elimination. So then they got decimated. And then it's like, oh, well, Tyler's got the least connections in the house. That's easy. He can't do anything about it. And so he just ended up in that situation because he mm. wasn't being proactive or thoughtful in the beginning or middle of the game. But I think he everybody was trying to be proactive Tyler. in his relationship, Michaela. He was trying to yeah. wipe somebody up. So you focusing on the wrong thing. 
What happened? Yeah. Going down the wrong road. You focus on the wrong thing. You got yeah. 365 days a year to get some get some lady parts. This ain't the time to do it. Oh, get your God. Plans. Oh, God. I'll be, be getting no lady parts in the challenge house. Yeah. I mean, it definitely distracts people. I can say that from experience. <laughs> really, Tori? Yeah. I would say, Tori, do you, do you know anything about well, Michaela, what did you think about Tori and Sebastian's relationship in the house? What I was your analysis it was of that? So cute. First, first, okay, I got to be honest. First, I was like, now, Sebastian. You didn't watch the show, right? You ain't the first. Nah. Guard your heart, buddy. I know yeah. you're a little fisherman in the sea, but hey, you don't know about that one. But then <laughs> over time, I, I would just be watching them and I'm like, wait a minute, y'all actually kind of like each other. And then it was so cute. I just thought it was the cutest thing. So I just leave peeping and they'd be cuddling. And then he would tell me like, we haven't kissed yet, but I'm working on it. She's making me wait. And I'm like, oh, she's got morals? <laughs> Dude, oh, he was, oh, I was, oh. like you said, I have been around the ringer. I was not trying to just jump in again and again. <laughs> he was really sweet. Like Sebastian, like you said, he is one of those people that has a legitimate heart of gold. Like, but Michaela yeah. would walk by us all the time and she'd be like, you're going to end up barefoot and pregnant. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know what that means. I'm terrified yeah. of that. It is not a good thing, Tori. That is <laughs> that not is. a good thing. That is. That's the thing you keep popping out. She said it like it was a good thing. <laughs> your shoes don't fit because your ankles are swollen because you have been pregnant back to back. That's what that means. That's your thing. <laughs> I don't want swollen feet. <laughs> Uh, oh my god i feel like i'm gonna dream about that tonight and not by my own will i feel like (laughs) that's gonna be in my mind you you just got you got married you married i did i did you're gonna be barefoot and pregnant oh (laughs) hell no you take that get the away from me satan nope absolutely not i have a fur dog a fur child that is 15 and that is good enough for me um well i'm more likely to go back to a challenge than i am to have a kid so and that that's a lot um what was it like? Also, I said that about doing reality TV that I would never do it. And then look what happened. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let me just yeah. not talk. Yeah. Um, what was it like watching the two eliminations, both of you guys, that day? And how long? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we knew it was timed, but it felt like it went by so fast. Like it felt like both of those were pretty like over instantaneously. What was it like watching it? Okay. Um, I would say, wait, y'all. Yep, wait, hold on a second. Is Big, Big T leaving? Come yeah, here. Big T. Come here. Big T. Like taking over the podcast. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) beauty. How are you? Thank you. How are you, babe? Good. Good. You look lovely. What are you up to? Just off to make uh, acts of mine jealous and have dinner with them. I love that. Oh, I love it. I love that for you. Looking so fabulous, Big T. Um, our house cooking going? It's going really well. I made 78 dumplings last night. I was up till wow. like four in the morning. Just literally just like sharpening up my skills and then hopefully going to be a personal chef. So that's the dream. Oh my gosh. Love that. Love that we are cheering for you all the way, Big T. Now, you know mm-hmm. that, okay, so I know that Michaela's staying at your house in London right now, right? She's staying mm-hmm. at your place. And so you heard, I don't know if you heard about how she is when it comes to um, alliances, but you have to build it early. Are you letting Michaela stay at your house now so you guys have a strong alliance for when you compete together again on a challenge? Absolutely. I mean, she does it. I said to her, welcome to the UK alliance. Yeah, I love it. 
I love it. Very smart. Always, Finally always recruited someone. It's yeah. normally just me and Kyle in that alliance. So, uh, Michaela, I'm coming you're over. I'm also coming over. You better. I'm in. You better. I love it so much. I was looking at clips of Aftermath yesterday for something, um, Big T, and I came across all the clips of you, including one of you just playing a grand piano and then another one of you eating snacks in the middle of the recording. <laughs> so great. We love you. We miss you. We cannot wait to see you back on our challenge screens. I miss you guys as well. And uh, hopefully I'll do a podcast with you guys without me yeah. killing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds okay. good. Thank well, you. Bye, 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 Love you guys. Bye. Bye, babe. I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my face hurts from smiling. I know. I'm sure that Duno is all laughs. Like, to be a fly on the wall, I want to be at that slumber party yeah. because I am sure it is just laughs, nonsense, and really good food. Yeah. Big TV yeah. Big TV chefing it up. All right, Michaela, so does this mean you would never vote Big T in because you guys have a stronger, you have an official UK alliance? I don't know what the Lord has in store. (laughs) You know what? Listen, we heard it here. Michaela needs actions before she gives her word. So I think that this is something that we'll have to wait to see. She wants to see the proof. She wants the proof in the pudding. Proof in the pudding. Yeah. Um. Michaela, we know what your strategy was around the voting and who you, why you wanted to put vote Alyssa in. So because you figured the house would vote Cassidy in, but we didn't really get to see is who did you actually want to come back into the house between both Alyssa. the guys and the girls? I wanted, wanted Alyssa, Alyssa to come back. Um, okay. One, she wasn't wouldn't be in a position to do anything about being thrown in. Like, um, so it's not like she would have come back with a vengeance or anything like that. Um, but I. I liked Alyssa. She was pleasant. I knew that we weren't aligned with each other. I didn't trust her from a gameplay perspective, but personality wise, we were in the same room. She's cool. I know she liked Tyler, you know? Um, yeah. So I liked Alyssa. I would have been happy with her winning. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and for the guys, who did you want to see come back? I wouldn't have been mad if Wes would have came back to be quite honest. Like I didn't have anything okay. to do with throwing him in. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like at that point in the game, like, again, everybody had to shift. So I was at a place with the guys that it's one girl winner and one guy winner. And at the end of the day, I think every guy's fear is getting to a final and then being dragged down by a girl. If it happens to be a pair situation. So in Mm -hmm. a end, I I was happy about going to individuals instead of teams. And Mm -hmm. I had no aims on the guy side i wanted to just make Mm -hmm. sure not to create any problems so most of the time i let the guys pick the guys um Mm -hmm. and just left it at that you would have run a final with any of the guys basically you're saying like you'd have been happy to yeah yeah you know what i did find interesting from from this episode and going to the last one the last episode fessy this is the first time fessy gets in power and i'm sitting with him and he has conversations in the house saying he would go big he would put a wesser bananas in if he had the power, but I was in the power with him. But then this time around, he has the power and you're with him and he still doesn't throw in a Wes or Bananas. Mm-hmm. I'm like wondering when that shift mm. happened. I'm wondering if he was yeah. the one that got in Josh's ear to say Wes's name. I'm like, what? I'm wondering, like, because you see a whole different approach. Yeah. His, his, his gameplay yeah. has a different approach this week. And I'm like, where, where was the shift? Very interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, or was he just saying that to Chris? 
Right. I think right. he was just yeah, saying because he could use you as, as a shield. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he could use you as he a shield last shield. week and be like, "Oh, I'm not voting big because Tory. That's the only reason why." Right. And then this yeah. time, he had more of the power. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. Betsy's conversation with me was very genuine. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think from from how I saw people moving, Josh was the one moving skirty from the beginning. He had some type of relationship with just about everybody. So it was just a matter of time before he was going to turn on somebody because he had relationships with everybody. Right. So um, I don't think his idea came from Fessy at all. I think that was genuinely Josh's idea. And I think, I, I don't know Josh deep, 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 but I like the bit of Josh that I know of him outside of the game. And I genuinely don't think, his decision to vote in West was like an attack at West. I think it was him thinking so like, this is the best chance I've got to get to a final. I want this to be my season. This is, this is my focus. And it just came to a point where he did what he felt like was best for his game. Right. And Mm -hmm. it hurt a personal relationship. Like Mm -hmm. it was just a a choice that he made, but he was gonna have to make that choice anyway. Who of the men, Who of the men is there besides Tyler, who gets thrown in all the time? And at this point, like, who's there? Who's mm-hmm. there that he doesn't right. have a relationship with? Who, Corey? That's fair. Yeah, and that eventually is going to start happening, right? Where it just gets, yeah. put, you, it gets yeah. smaller and smaller, and that's really, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I attribute to. That's just the space of the game, and all his friends are left, so he got turned on somebody. Right. Do you guys think Wes is really retired? Mm, no. Me either. And, like, I'm saying that hoping that he's not. So, yeah, like, same, like, same. listen, I get it. Go like, you know, but I feel like everybody, everybody who said they retired CT had a moment. I know that there's other challengers. They always fucking come back eventually. Like, not always. They do. Not always. You're back in some capacity. But see, you on the podcast. You do the aftermath. Yeah. Look, they were like, we'll keep her close. Yeah, exactly. Right. We'll keep her close. You're still in the world, Devin. You're still in the world. That's true. I am still in the world. And look, I know firsthand private school in Kansas City is expensive. So Wes having a baby is all the more reason why he needs to come back yeah. uh, uh, to the challenge. But but if it is his last time, it was beautiful seeing him um, sort of say his farewell and hearing TJ call him an icon yeah. and sort of like acknowledging all that Wes has contributed to the game, um, which is great. I do I do hope he comes back. And I think... It's Tiffany said it best recently on the podcast that it really is like that toxic ex. (laughs) And you were like, I am done with this relationship. I have learned and grown. And then they call you back and you're like, you know what? They seem different. Mm -hmm. They thought about it. Maybe we should give this a shot. And then, and so it's hard for people to stay away, I think, for that very reason. So hopefully we will get to see some more of um, Wes. I also want to know because Michaela, you are definitely not short of strong perspectives. <laughs> Cassidy's speech. I saw Chanel making a face. I saw, uh, I think, Michelle making a face. I saw Desi making a face. Desi even said Cassidy always got some words when uh, <laughs> Cassidy did. did her speech at the end of elimination. What are your thoughts about Cassidy saying, hey, there's some girls who haven't been down there. Like, they need to come down. They see me as weak. Speak on that a little bit, if you will. Cassidy's speeches are why Cassidy get bald. She need to learn how to be quiet and sit down. You didn't even say quiet. You said, can you put the emphasis back? Be quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
required. Mm-hmm. It's a requirement to close your mouth. But that's just, it's just a, it's just a reflection of not reading the room. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds good mm-hmm. on TV, but we gon' we, y'all saw the preview of the next, y'all saw the preview mm-hmm. say coming up next time on the challenge. Y'all see that oil? Yeah. And them hands on bodies. Oh, we had to do that right? in my first season of Challenge, actually. Pretty sure that wig yeah. still smells like olive oil to this day. Uh, it was a hot-ass mess. I definitely got my ass kicked in it. Um, so, yes, I know that's going to be fun to watch, not fun to do. Yeah. So so, so probably you don't want to be making speeches before you got to get <laughs> I feel with like some oil. I have to have a lot to back. I feel like the speeches really only work well for two types of people. And correct me if I'm wrong, ladies. I feel like the speeches work well for people who really don't care if they win or lose like kind of almost have no expect there's no expectations on them you know what I mean like they're just kind of talking Mm because they know whatever's going to happen is going to happen or the people who know they're almost impenetrable like they can talk they line up one by one and they will systematically kind of like take Mm -hmm. it like a laurel right like a laurel in her Mm -hmm. prime can say whatever and has said whatever and then will just look at you with no emotion and you come step to her and it's like gone right But then you see other people, even really strong competitors who just go in, compete, they make mental notes, but they don't say anything. Even like a Tori. Tori runs her mouth in other ways, but she doesn't really say much when she goes in there and wipes people out. She just takes that mental note, absorbs it, and goes back. And so it's interesting when people who don't have the legs to stand on a Cassidy and Amanda, and I think Amanda does it for entertainment, honestly, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But like... Do a lot of talking without, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, also to give yeah. to give Cassidy some credit, she just came out of her second elimination win. You know, she did, but it involved yeah. patchwork. Yeah, and not saying it wasn't hard, mm-hmm. but as someone who personally doesn't like eliminations and didn't ever want to go and has never actually had to really compete in an elimination, <laughs> I'm proud of that record. Um, <laughs> You know, I always go, would I walk away from that? Or would I be like, all right, you know what? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a go. Now, I was worried about people touching people's faces because that was my first thought. Oh, they're going to claw somebody's face or knock somebody's face. That was my first concern. But it seems like production may have said, don't do that because nobody did that. Um, (laughs) I did that. Behind the scenes. Oh, did they? Well, we didn't see them. Well, we didn't see like. Well, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't it, like they tried. There was moments of like straight up gr- beard gripping, though. I mean, yes, I thought yes. Wes's face yeah. was going to be pulled off. I was nervous, yes. dude. Was like, we heard that, but you know, like the cat claws yeah. and the face. Like yeah. I was somebody going to get an eye yeah. cut out. But otherwise, that that particular elimination looked fun. But I mean, I was like, okay, that. All right, two rounds, like, all right, yeah. like, let's, we can do that. So, yes, yeah, she's coming off an elimination, and not to take away from that, but, like, yeah. You know. And I would say, I, I get what you're saying, Tori, because, like, a win is a win, and I, yes. and I believe that a win is a win. But I get what you're saying, too, Devin. It's like, like me, I won against Tiffany in basketball <laughs> yes. on the pole. Yeah. Like, a win was a win, but you can't really come out of there. <laughs> right. You know, no, you, you got to humble yourself. Right. And be quiet. It's not like a whole brawl, right? It's not like you came back or the thing that, um, who was it? Even like Monty and Tyler, right? Where he still has the scars on his body from the harness so long from holding onto that. Or like some of these old school ones, like when it was what, Naya and Carmaria. And she, that was like a two hours long digging in the sand. Like that is something where you could be like, hey, the other ones, 
is a win for sure, but maybe not a win that warrants a speech All challenging people. Right. When yeah, well, you know, but I guess sometimes you get what you ask for. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's gonna get what she asked for. If that's not a teaser for next week and the rest of this season, then I don't know I what know. is. I think that is. And I think that the rest of the season, I mean, I think this season's been the best season I've been a part of in a long time, just entertainment wise. Like there's so many great mm-hmm. characters on it, like so many just great personalities, so much great competition. So I'm excited. I think that next week is definitely gonna be brutal. And from here on out, like it's just gonna it's just gonna get <laughs> stickier and stickier. Like it's an epic season, but Michaela, is there anything else you want to leave the podcast with before we let you go? We don't want to take up too much more of your time. And uh, where can we follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me at the Michaela B. My profile is private because I have a job. <laughs> uh, but as long as you're not a hater, I might let you in. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't know. I will say I've I've enjoyed this season. It's been very interesting to like watch things back and see how things are going. But I'm I'm very happy also because I feel like I was yeah. myself the whole time. And I think it can be so unnerving doing this type of stuff because you are playing a game, but you also are a human who has a life outside of the show. And it's like, it's very easy to lose yourself in these environments. So I just appreciate that, um, you know, we're able to, have our little I didn't have no paper but I had a little religious book and I was able to get my bible reading on and just having that center was very helpful for me um but also just being able to have a second chance and do this again particularly at uh this point in life was very helpful because the first time I played I was physically in the most amazing shape mentally a hot mess and actually watching myself get get eliminated it reinvigorated me because i realized like everybody sees me as this big threat and on the inside i feel like feeble like a sheep and it started this process of just reclaiming my mind and my emotions and getting back on track and i feel like this season this is me with my mind intact my body was actually the worst it has been i was in a car accident before i was on the show. Oh my gosh. So most people, like you saw me tour mm-hmm. walking around the house. Like every day I had heat and pack, ice pack. Uh, I had stretchy bands. I had I had everything. I was never running on the treadmill or anything. Mm-hmm. Like the whole season was about conserving my physical energy as much as possible, doing what I need to do when I need to do it, but really trying to use my brain to keep me from having to use my body all the time. And that's because I like my body wasn't in the best shape. So um, I'm I'm happy that there's ways for people to play differently. And it's kind of like like even like a person like Big T, even even though I don't deal with Cassidy, I don't I don't do the whole thing calling people weak. I think she's annoying and this, that, and other. But at the end of the day, you're sh- you can have a strength in a lot of ways that yeah. can advance you in this game. It doesn't just have to be being good enough at a challenge to win a, a daily, you got to win an elimination. Girl, you're but not necessarily preaching to daily. the 
absolute choir. I was never known for being strong and two finals, two finals completed. So I'm two for two. So mind over physical. Uh, Mind over, yeah. Mind over a lot of things. And a little prayer helps. A lot of things. That helps. I did that Mm -hmm. too. It helped because God knows. Um, We are so excited to see you back in action and to get to chat with you and to see how this game plays out. I mean, I'd say you've cemented yourself as a challenger and also too. Coming in, you know, with the girls, we saw the glimpses of you. We did see in the earlier episodes, we saw such organization and steadfastness with the rookie girls, particularly the survivor girls in targeting the vets. Now the vets were like cockroaches. They kept coming back. But I'd say of all the seasons we've had where there's been a large number of rookies, this is hands down the most impressive and the most organized we've ever seen rookies go at and unified at targeting uh, vets sort of fearlessly. So props to you. Props to you, Desi, Chanel, for remaining intact. And Cassie. And um, yeah. excited to see, you know, what comes of this season. And when you and Big T are on yeah. a season together, because that'll be hilarious as hell to watch. So I also cannot yeah, wait. It'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I've appreciated it. This has been fun. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh seeing the episodes tonight and the rest of them. And Absolutely. hopefully you again in the future. Hopefully yes. We get, hopefully we get season three from Michaela. Look, I got to I gotta uh, ask Corey how he's uh, Mr. Weekly because somebody need to pay my bills. <laughs> I got to No, no, Devin, you a matchmaker. I am. That's my last note. Devin, now you know my personality a little bit. You've seen me I do my know best more. We'll get worst. you in the free database. D- no, I need more than that. Wait, I'll get your, Girl, I'll I get your, I'll give you my number. <laughs> I'll get you my number. Girl, I need more than that. We'll get you the free data. Free data, baby. Yes, girl. Because we're in Dallas. You're in Dallas, right? right Yeah, we're in Dallas. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Plenty. I just need the right one. All right. Direct line. Thank you. All right. We'll work on it. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. you. Have fun in London. I shall. Bye. AT and T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Ooh, girl, that was hot. I mean, I knew it would be. I mean, I really respect the way she just just does. She just goes for it. Yeah, I love that. I think, I mean, I she has the makings of one of those like future unstoppable challengers. I like, think so too. she is the one, uh huh, for sure. You better get on that alliance, Tori. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> she's still, I'm working on it slowly but surely. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Um, all right. So while you're working on your Michaela Alliance, um, where can others follow you and see everything else you're working on, including your children's book? Where yes. can they find you on social? Thank you. You guys can follow me at Tori underscore deal. Just click the link in my bio. It will connect you to everything that I'm working on, all my little fun projects and yeah, obviously you can see us on the challenge and listen to us on the podcast. But Devin, where can they follow you? You guys can go to my website, Devin Simone. That's Devin with a Y, Simone with an I.com. Scroll to the bottom. You will see my socials there. You can also um, follow me on my Amazon store. Um, and then when we go live, we can chat back and forth in real time. We can shop and have fun together. You can just Google Devin Simone Amazon. It'll come up. The store is called Amazon. Uh, Devin Simone's gift closet. I should know that. Um, or IG. I'm most active on IG. Shout out to those who DM me their um, thoughts on TJ's wardrobe and the podcast. Always appreciate those. Uh, and also, we appreciate those of you who, when you like this episode, you rate and review it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and those of you who tell a friend. So we appreciate all the positive feedback. Um, let us mm -hmm. know your thoughts as well. And uh, don't forget to tell all of your friends. Yeah, tell all your friends. And also, make sure you catch new episodes of The Challenge USA airing on CBS. And then you already know, we'll see you right back here right after that for a brand new episode of MTV's official Challenge podcast. Wes, don't retire. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.